Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. All right, welcome to the program, Nick. One more week of this thing, right? One more week of previews, mock drafts, and all that crap, right? We're almost to the, we're almost finally to the real thing. It's, it's been a long wait, man. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm kind of done with the mock drafting. Uh, I'm ready for the 2021 draft. What are we gonna do? What's the moves? Like, let's analyze it. Like, enough already. I'm ready for it to be here. I am right there with you, Ryan. Every single year, I don't. You know, I, I, I give my props out to the Draft Network and those guys, Joe Marino and everyone, and they do the grinding of the film and all that stuff on these college prospects. But I leave it up to them. Them, Pro Football Focus does a good job, man. I mean, these, these guys really grind at this time of the year. I do my part, and I say that, you know, maybe these are guys that the Bills could like, and this is what all those other experts are saying because I am no expert, and I'm just ready to find out. Who the hell is going to be on the Buffalo Bills? Exactly. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, me either. So, so good for our, good for the fans of our uh, podcast that you know two people that just don't put in the effort when it comes to the draft, and we just it's, tell you what other people are doing. But yeah, it's, it's next next level thing. It's next level, next level. Uh, so there was a story though on Bills Wire that had nothing to do with a mock draft. So I wanted to read it. Um, it actually had to do with a. A redraft of the 2019 class, and it was from Bleacher Report, Nick, and they basically said, let's redraft the 2019 rookie class, and at number nine, the Bills select Ed Oliver. Uh, And that name should sound familiar, because that's the player that the Bills drafted. So they redraft the class, and they decide the Bills uh, get the same exact player. Uh, So I think that means that they got the pick right, and they did, right? I think Ed Oliver is uh, a stud. I think the only knock you can put on Oliver is that he doesn't probably defend the run very well, but I don't think anyone on the Bills defensive line defended the run all that well last year, so it's hard to give him too much crap for that. Uh, But we did this kind of exercise with the 2020 class. We kind of played hit or miss, and that article kind of made me want to look into that 2019 class that the Bills had and kind of revisit it. And let's start with Oliver. I think that one, uh, well, the Bleacher Report, obviously, Nick, thinks that's a big hit. And I agree. I think this is a guy that's going to start in your defensive line for a long, long time. You find like an inside lineman like that that can clog up space and get pressure on the quarterback. Those are hard to find nowadays. Those those really versatile guys that can play nose tackle and, and kind of muck things up in there. Those guys are hard to find. And I think the Bills got a good one there in the top 10. And uh, that was a hit. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think and especially I, I think the, the Bleacher Report, they were kind of looking back and looking at what teams need now. And I kind of just like looked, you know, you see the wide receivers and made mention of A.K. Brown, you know, yep, yep. Um, D.K. Metcalf, of course. At that time, it was, uh, you know, everyone was talking D.K. Metcalf in the first round for the Bills. Of course, he ends up not even going close to the first round. He goes to the Seahawks and he's still a beast. But um, the only one that maybe turned my head a little bit 
Hawkinson, the tight end, I was like, well, maybe, because yep, yep. now Josh Allen's really good. But other than that, I mean, Ed Oliver, I mean, it's so rare in the NFL, Ryan, to find those, I mean, there's one Aaron Donald out there, you know? There's yes. no one else in the, yes. in the middle, not say that Ed Oliver is Aaron Donald, but no one can brush the passer from the Even middle. Even finding that second the, tier, that, that you know, the second tier to Aaron Donald, it's hard to find now. They, they Those guys, those Vince Wilfork types, they don't exist. It's hard to find they, them. They don't. And, and and last year, you know, Ed Oliver did struggle against the run, but Star Latulier wasn't there. They were kind of hope they, they, you know, I mean, you as a Patriots guy know very well, Ryan, these opt outs nobody saw coming because you guys had them more than anybody. So the Bills only had Star Latulier, and, you know, he kind of showed his worth to the Bills by not being there. He's the guy who takes up bodies in the middle of the, the defensive line, offensive line in the trenches, and that allows Ed Oliver to work. Now, Ed Oliver was still able to work on passing downs. But on run downs, you know, they didn't quite – this is kind of maybe like a low-key player that the Bills could target in 2020 if, if, if we want to tie in, you know, present. The Bills need a number two guy behind Latulier who is just going to take up bodies. He's just going to take up space in the middle. Harrison Phillips, he did his damnedest. He's a great guy in the community. Harrison Phillips was drafted to be a three-tech just like Ed Oliver. He's not as much of a one-tech like Star Latulier. The Bills really need that. So – I mean, all things considered, we're talking about this Bleach Report 2019. Did the Bills get it right? I mean, Ed Oliver's maybe not Aaron Donald yet, but he's pretty good looking at the rest of their, their roster, I'd say. Absolutely. I think he's a hit, and I think a team like the Raiders, who ended up picking Cleveland Farrell, number four overall, they would trade you for Ed Oliver right now. If they could take it back, they'd take Ed Oliver over that player. So I'll believe, I think the Patriots took the Keel Harry. So uh, believe me, there's, there's teams that screwed it up in the first round in 2019, a lot worse than the Bills. I think the Bills got it right. I think they nailed it. So they got themselves a player. So if you remember in the second round, at number 38 overall, the Bills went with an offensive lineman in 2019, Cody Ford. And he's a player that I can't call him a miss, Nick, because the team clearly loves him. I mean, he's always on the field. He's always playing. And I know he got hurt last year, but he's a guy that he's on the field. He's a starter, and it seems like he's going to be a starter for a long time. He's in their long-term plans. Hopefully he comes back from this knee injury in 2020, but it was a meniscus, which is, you know, I guess better news than an ACL when it comes to a knee. I got to call him a hit. What do you think about Cody Ford? I'm I'm kind of right there. Like if you can make a little room on the fence there, Ryan. Sure, yeah, I'm kind you're of right there it. with you're you. Ride it. You know, it's it's tough. You know, um, you're not sold. You're basic, not sold. There, I can tell. There's basically two two philosophies here. Is you know they put him at tackle, didn't really work out great. They put him at left guard. They put him at right guard. They just keep flipping him around in places where they think he'll be better. So if he was you know, if he was good, he was a huge hit. He wouldn't <laughs> just take up that first spot. Sure. But, but to the Bills' point, they always want to put him in the lineup. To their point, he has been injured like all the time in his career, which is also kind of a knock. He's been injured quite a bit. So if he can stay healthy, interested to see. He did show some promise as a rookie. So am I saying let's give up on Cody Ford? Absolutely not. But a little more would be nice. <laughs> so did his injury – stuff chase him from college as well was that a thing when they drafted him i, I just know when they when he came out it was kind of the injury situation wasn't quite as much of the headline around him it was more he's a tackle is he gonna be a better guard he's gonna be a better this position at that position and the bills are kind of still trying to figure that part out too okay makes sense well i think overall though ed oliver and cody ford i mean these are for better or worse those are two guys that could start in the trenches for you for years to come so um, I think looking back on it, it could be worse. Maybe not home runs, but they're both they're both pretty good hits in my opinion. Third round at number seventy four overall, 
The Bills do something that they like to do. They drafted a running back in the third round. I think that's a good strategy. And they drafted Devin Singletary. Now, at the time, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, I think LaShawn McCoy was still on the roster and they were trying to figure out what they were going to do with McCoy at that time. But we know the team likes to draft running backs in the third round. They did it with Zach Moss last year. And I don't want to call Devin Singletary a miss. I don't, because I think this is around the time when you draft the run. Like if they picked him in the second round or something or moved up to get him in the second round or picked him in the first round or something crazy like that, then yeah, then, you know, I would probably not love this pick. But this is the middle rounds are when you target a running back, right? Like the Packers with Aaron Jones is like the perfect example. They draft Aaron Jones in the fifth round and now he's a Pro Bowl running back for them. He's a stud. Devin Singletary, I know he's not like a super stud or anything in the league, but... I'm not going to call him a miss because I like where he was drafted and he's a player that contributes for you. So for me, it's a hit. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of on the fence again of a different kind of level with Singletary. It's, you know, the, the bills are just sending so many mixed, mixed uh, signals. I guess is the word I'm looking for uh, this off season, uh, Ryan, like, is it, the running backs that why the running game wasn't good is it the offensive line well you resigned every offensive line right, then. right 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 and and now just today brandon bean had his pre 2021 nfl draft press conference as he is every year and he said well we're happy with our running backs we have so you want to get better at running the ball but literally everyone involved with the running game is good at their job just gonna so coach it up better i'm just gonna yeah i'm just gonna like you know i don't I don't hate Devin Singletary. The one thing I will say about him coming out of college, I'm pretty sure he had like a handful of catches in college, like their playbook in college. Uh, just uh, was FAU. I think he went to somewhere down there. Um, he, he just never passed the running back to ball. He's got a lot of carries. He, he's good at cutting. He's a shifty runner, not really home run, run speed that you'd want to see, but you know, he did improve and he has improved throughout his career. Um, the bills couldn't maybe use a more dynamic all around guy, but for what they have here, I'm certainly it's, it's tough to label him, you know, a miss, especially considering, you know, you, you mentioned, yeah, I mean, LaShawn McCoy was cut because they were happy with Devin Singletary. Right. So right. that's, that's almost like he ushered LaShawn McCoy out of town and, you know, it ended up being Singletary and Frank Gore. Like who would have thought that at the time? So <laughs> exactly. you got to give him, you got to give him credit for that. And Devin Singletary probably got a thank you note from LaShawn McCoy, now two-time Super Bowl winner. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it, it, it's worked, it all out, worked okay. out. It worked out okay yeah. for him. But I think, you know, deep down McCoy would have loved to win a ring with Buffalo because when that finally happens, Nick, it is going to be a scene. Uh, believe me. Believe you Just me. Just a little. Just <laughs> yes, a little. It's going to yeah. be great. Uh, but this next pick in the third round is a really interesting one. And I kind of forgot this story. Uh, not that the team drafted Dawson Knox in 2019, but I forgot kind of what surrounded it, right? They traded two fourth round. They had two fourth round picks that they packaged to move up into the third round at number 96. So inside the top 100 to draft Dawson Knox. And this is a position that we've talked about quite a bit, Nick. This is a, a player we've talked about quite a bit. Uh, you know, we've just wished that the Bills could have better production at tight end. And even though I don't think Dawson Knox is a terrible player, he's played 27 career games. He's got 52 catches, 676 yards, five TDs. You moved up. You drafted him inside the top 100. I think tight end still remains a, a position of need, a position that we keep talking about. We keep wishing tight end is a bigger part of the offense. We keep we wonder what would it, what would it look like if Josh Allen had an elite tight end. Uh, like, you know, Jonu Smith or Hunter Henry, you know, some of these stud tight ends that are now in the AFC East, but I digress. Uh, I was going to say so, not biased at so, all. So for me, <laughs> so for me I got to say, because the Bills moved up and, and gave away assets and they, you know, they basically had a 50-pick gap between when they drafted Knox and their next pick in the fifth round, I got to say this is kind of a whiff. It was kind of a miss because they didn't get 
the player they thought they were drafting in that spot. You know what I mean? I'll agree there. Yeah, I, I it's it's tough because again, I have my reservations of of saying I'm on the fence for the third time. But <laughs> with Dawson Knox, I think it's un, undoubtedly he has problems with his hands. He's got to get better. Um, but you know, the one thing I always go to again is you know they threw the ball a ton last year, but it, it was almost like you know did does Allen look for his tight ends i kind of think and i'm not compare actually sure i can compare aaron Rodgers, who was your mvp last year to josh allen who was second in your mvp mvp voting so i guess i can you know completely ignore the fact that it was like 44 votes for Rodgers and like four for allen and two for mahomes and like i'll ignore the fact that it was a complete landslide but you know allen he like aaron Rodgers, they he, he kind of doesn't look for his tight ends or he did it last year so I, don't, I wouldn't hate the Bills taking a tight end, but if they don't, I'm also not going to be mad in this year's draft because I right. just kind of am not sold that Allen's a guy that goes for his tight ends. It just not every offense is Tom Brady with a couple really good tight ends in New England just beating the crap out of the Bills for a decade. You know, it's <laughs> it, it can go differently, and it often does go differently. Teams they get a lot of playmakers in the wide receiver positions, and that's kind of what the Bills have. So, if anything, I would be curious for the Bills to draft a tight end early in this upcoming draft just to see is it Allen or is it not Allen? And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, Allen is obviously doing very well for himself right now. I just, to me, I just didn't see him look at tight ends very often. No, I agree with that. And actually I have some thoughts on the team, uh, potentially drafting a tight end and, and what that could look like here coming up. Um, and then what do we think about this draft class as a whole for 2019? We'll continue the conversation coming up next. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of, uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Nick, I think wrapping up the rest of this draft class in 2019 after Dawson Knox, um, we could kind of round up the rest. I think they, they selected a, a linebacker in the fifth round, Voshan Joseph. I think they were thin at linebacker at the time, kind of stashed him on IR that summer and then waived him in 2020. So nothing to see there. And then you got some kind of depth guys like Jaquan Johnson, who I think is kind of a special teamer and a backup for Micah Hyde. He's still on the team. You know, you, you draft a guy in the sixth round, he's still on the team and has a role. I guess, you know, I'm not going to say you missed on that player. That's fine. And they had a couple seventh round picks as well. Daryl Johnson Jr., who I think is is actually kind of a rotational depth guy, right? He gets on the field every now and then. I think he got some snaps even in the playoffs last yep. year. And then this guy from Boston College, another tight end, Tommy Sweeney, a, a guy that's battled a bunch of injuries, COVID. I think he had a bout with uh, mitocarditis, right? So... We'll yeah, see if there's even yeah. a roster spot for him. That's probably um, to be determined. But I think overall, when you look at this 2019 draft class, you know, kind of like the one with 2020 that we talked about a couple weeks ago. I mean, if Dawson Knox is your worst move, and I think that's the one that stands out to me, that was the big miss. Dawson Knox is still kind of a serviceable player for you, right? He's not, he's not terrible. I think if that was your worst move in the draft, it's not the worst class in the world. I think overall, they did a pretty good job with this draft class, and it's you know, helping to bolster the team a little bit right now. Yeah, it's hard to give them anything less than what a B in this gr- grading process here. For yeah. we're gonna go that route. I mean, Oshang Joseph is gone, but I mean, it, you got so many picks in a draft. 
if of to your point of guys on the roster right now, Dawson Knox is definitely probably the one that leaves something to be desired because in in uh, Jake Fong Johnson, uh, Daryl Johnson, and Tommy Sweeney, you have guys. Well, at least in Johnson and Johnson, no pun intended there. Um, uh, <laughs> those good, two guys are. Good. Yeah, those two guys are uh, big special teams contributors. The Bills love them there. Uh, Sweeney's kind of like a guy who, you know, typical Buffalo Bills. Fan favorite. Yeah, fan favorite from the preseason. You know you know how we've talked about those guys. He's got to have an underdog story in Buffalo. He's kind of one of those. But, uh, again, he, he is hopefully going to be back, and it's hard not to root for him now with the seriousness of, you know, uh, what happened with him last year on COVID. He, apparently he will be back. And be given. A, I mean, he's overall prospect. He's a seventh-round tight end. Flash a little bit in the preseason, but he'll have a chance to come back here. I don't think that's going to, you know, hold the hold the Bills back from trading up for Kyle Pitts, of course, uh, as they're probably going to do, right? Um, well, I'm glad you gonna, said that. Not to cut you off, but that, that's a <laughs> that's good little that's a both. good little segue, Nick. <laughs> because I think so. You talked about you talked a little bit about in that first segment about how you how you'd feel about the team drafting a tight end in this draft, and especially early. And I'm kind of with you on that. I think unless it's a guy named Kyle Pitts, I don't know if I want to draft a tight end, especially early. Like the touchdown wire, I can't pronounce his name. I should have looked this up. God, here's my my Achilles heel as a as a you know aspiring broadcaster, Nick. Uh, Pat Faremuth. Let's roll with it. Faremuth. That's why Faremuth. That's what I, that's what I thought it was. Faremuth. For me. Okay. Whatever. Uh, yeah, so, hey. so he's he's you know big tight end from. Penn State, he'd probably be an upgrade, or would he? I don't know. Would he be an upgrade over Dawson Knox? I'm not sure. So I, at, at pick number 30, I'm not drafting this kid out of Penn State. I just don't like it. Now, if, if you move back and get him in the second round, okay, maybe there's something there and you, and you get some assets. You know, Maybe I can, I can feel that thing. But I think tight ends in, in general are just tough to hit in the draft, right? I mean, the Patriots have been whiffing on that. And speaking of the Patriots, they've been whiffing on the tight end in the draft ever since Hernandez and Gronkowski, right? I mean, they've been whiffing on that position left and right. They had to go out and sign the two top guys at the position just to fix it. So that's a tough one. It, to keep trying to draft the tight ends and hit on them, that's a hard one to do. You kind of risk in the first round, Nick, uh, getting a guy that's just not not the guy. So for me, I'm kind of out on the kid from Penn State. I'd rather see them take another stab like they did with Knox in the third round and, and hope it pans out. I'm pretty similar to you. If they if they want to tell me that this guy from Penn State is going to be good, great, draft him. But they could probably trade back and get him. Most would say you could probably get another. I mean, the Bills don't have a fourth round pick. I think I laid out a couple scenarios at uh, some point last week of where the Bills could trade back. Um, and a couple teams that would make sense. And one of them is the Falcons at pick number thirty five. So that's the third or fourth pick in the um, round two. And um, you 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 move up. You you let them move up. Uh, the Falcons, that is, and um, in doing so, uh, you can grab. I think with the, I think I use Jimmy Johnson's uh, pick value chart, and uh, it, it perfectly slides into the Bills picking up a fourth round pick for doing that deal. Maybe even grabbing another Brandon Bean. will take a swing on a seventh round guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can grab another pick or two right in there. But especially that fourth round area, the Bills don't have a fourth round pick. So I feel like the Bills. In this scenario, if they're going for the Penn State tight end, if they're even going to go for a tight end in general, if not Kyle Pitts, it's going to be a trade back situation, I think. I would hope so. 
I would be much, I'd be much more, uh, I'd be happier with that. Um, you mentioned Brandon Bean had a presser, Nick. I wanted to see, was there anything that stood out to you about that? I'm sure he wasn't talking about the, uh, the 17 and no potential that the NFL wire put out that article about the bills being one of five teams to go 17 and no, I'm sure he wasn't talking about that in his presser. Um, but what, what was something that, uh, did Brandon Bean say anything of interest or was he just, uh, doing that whole Sean McDermott Buffalo bills thing? Uh, it, see, Bean, when he talks, he is—he's good, except for this press conference, Ryan. This is the <laughs> one every year where he huh. gives you like nothing. So he didn't give us it's any usually, content. No, that's great. No, he gives us a little bit of like uh, a bit. I mean, he discussed the fifth-year options for Josh. The most interesting thing is probably the fifth-year options uh, that are coming up for Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds. The Bills have until May third, so basically right after the draft to like flex these things. Um, the point he made is to do that, it's going to cost the Bills around $35 million combined for those two players, um, which still isn't even that awful um, considering, you know, what Dak Prescott and uh, Pat Mahomes are playing under for quarterbacks alone uh, next year. So $35 million for seriously, two players, sure. Seriously. The Bills are going to um, – the Bills are being said, you know, we're going to try to get some extensions, spread out those cap hits because they don't know what's going to happen with, uh, you know – they know what's going to happen with the cap in 2021, but he's expecting it to go up in 2022. How much? He doesn't really know. Um, of course, he said that he is open to trading up. He's open to trading back. And he's open to staying at pick 30, oh, which I just like my job. That's how, you, that's how like, you ride the fence there, Brandon Bean. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. So you are literally doing everything <laughs> except saying you will give up the pick for nothing. Okay. Um, and then he also made a comment or two about um, the pass rush. So I'd say the Bills are definitely going to address that in the draft. Kind of said, oh, how do you beat Mahomes? Well, look at the look at the Bucks last year in the Super Bowl. They did a pretty good job of making him run around, and still you got even, you know. That one kind of that to. keeps coming up, right? We keep on hearing that thing. So edge rusher at pick number thirty, that would make some sense. I think that's one that keeps. I'm starting to if I'm, you know, I think I want to work one more. I want to wait one more week before my final prediction, but I'm starting to think edge rusher might be the position. They they keep on dropping the breadcrumbs for that one, Nick. Yeah, I think so, too. And then also the final one was uh, the running back spot, where in one full quote, he said, being Brandon Bean, that is Bill's uh, general manager, he said, we feel very comfortable with the guys we have, followed by if he's the best guy on our board, we wouldn't hesitate to take him. And rounded out, he doesn't think either of our backs have home run hitting speed. So he basically said that he's going to maybe not or maybe draft a running back as well. So I don't know. If you're a lot score, of fence riding. Yeah, if you're keeping score, that's two for pro running back. But, you know, I made the point, well, who has the home run speed and all around dynamic plays? You know, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne are the two guys who are the first round potential players. So I don't know. I mean, just so much smoke going up in this uh, in this time of the year. Um Honestly, Tommy Sweeney getting back on the field is probably the most exciting news, which, and that's not even knock. I mean, it's more than a game. It's just a game football. So this guy's going to be good to live his life. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. It's great to hear. Um, since he was the first guy in the NFL to have, maybe the first and only guy in the NFL to have a really serious complication with a COVID like that. But um, yeah, really, so much, so much smoke, man. This guy, he, when you start in the Carolina Panthers ticket office as like a colleague uh, intern and you make it to being a GM in the NFL, Damn, you know how to make some smoke screens. And Brandon Bean, he just threw it all out there today. It's, so. it's all like that. Yeah. Unless you're Mayock and Gruden over in Vegas when you just like tell every, you leak everything and tell everybody exactly what you want to do because you can't help yourself because you're used to being on TV and you just can't wait to tell people what you're going to do. I mean, that's all it is these days is it's just everyone lying to our faces, right? And just dropping fake hints 
and all this crap about, oh, we, we love this player. Oh, we're in on this guy. Oh, we're sending guys to this pro day and they have no interest at all. It's just all smoke screens, Nick. It's so, it's so true. Um, but yeah, so at this point, it's like... Honestly, the best thing that came out of uh, this whole thing today was that uh, the whole you know, European Super League thing was going down while I was, you know, trying to pay attention to Brandon Bean, which is, of course, the wrong football. So the most <laughs> intriguing football news was soccer news while Brandon Bean was talking today. <laughs> not good. So, not good. Yeah, okay. not, not good, good for the Bills. It's a good way to sum it up. It's a good way to sum up that presser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, we've, we've talked about the 2019 draft now. We've talked about the 2020 draft. We finally get to talk about the 2021 draft here coming up, Nick. I mean, one week away. I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm done with all the lies. I just want to see what they actually do. So I'm, I'm here for it. I'm just, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be, uh, it's always interesting to draft right every year. I mean, especially I got to give it to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. They have kept me on I get my seat since uh, 2017. You know, they have picked number 10 and they trade back to 27. Pick for Davies White. Don't pick Patrick Mahomes. And then they draft a quarterback and, you know, they trade up and one first round and get a quarterback decent guy so far get another trade up again get a linebacker and Tremaine Edmonds and it's it's been uh you know it's been a wild ride except you know the the chickens came home to roost last year no first round pick with Stefan Diggs so I got to relax that day yeah. um I remember I ordered some chicken wings and I kind of chilled out I helped out with the NFL wire because you know the bills didn't have any picks but um yeah you know we'll be sitting around a lot on Thursday waiting for pick number 30 and if they trade back, you know, no harm done, you know, you know, and I'll say it because trade out of the first round. I don't feel like writing on Thursday. So. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, there, there, there it is. One more week of this previewing crap and then we get the real thing finally. So, yeah, definitely. And everyone keep out, uh, keep your eye out for on, on, this is going to go out on Thursday. So by the time Thursday uh, episode drops at noon, like it does every Thursday, we'll have already our. Bills Wire mock draft 3.0 out, and then we'll probably drop our last one um, on next Wednesday or Thursday, of course, uh, before round one. Love That's it. when it gets real serious at BillsWire.com, folks. <laughs> Look out for all that great content on Bills Wire, and then we will talk to you next time. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>